Hey everybody, welcome to Beer and Bible. This is one of your hosts, Neil Strickland. <laughs> that was perfect. Awesome. Yeah, so this is, uh, we are going to be continuing learning stuff. I'm the guy who does a lot of research and study, and this is... Uh, Chris. You're, am I supposed to say my name every time? I, we always just say our first names, I yeah. guess. But. Chris, the official Bible reader and super high-functioning alcoholic, and I'm also evil. Yes, yes. Last podcast, we discovered that. So, hey, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm I'm still on that freaking kick, dude. I'm gonna break it at some point, but New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA, it, the white can, because the they have different skeletons, skeleton guys, and different colors on each can. Okay, and like I like this one, it's really tasty. I remember, I remember back back when I was caffeining myself into oblivion. So I used to I, <laughs> I used to stay really busy and worked a full time job at one point. I'm currently, by the way, if anyone doesn't know this, I'm currently in uh, working my master's on uh, nothing that related to Bible at all, actually. <laughs> um, so I'm working my master's, but before that, I used to work and I worked sales, and I would just chug, well, not not chug. I would drink, I would drink four, three to four cups of coffee in the morning, and then have something in the afternoon. And if I was tired. That was just like regular everyday thing. If I was tired, you were the one who turned me on to the white can of Monster. Oh yeah, no, that was that, a bad. I was a bad friend on that. Yeah, it was always functional. It wasn't good, but it was functional. Oh yeah, it'll get through. you through what you need to do. Cool. So hey, um, we are still in the Book of Matthew. We're just continuing on going through what's what? the Sermon of the Mount. More Matthew. Yeah. Yep. Until we have a riot, but right now I. We're no one's Sermon on the Mount, aka the guidebook to being human. Yes, yes. It's actually it's, it would almost be the guidebook to the kingdom of heaven. Uh, just oh. as a recap to that, the kingdom of heaven is not a new idea to Judaism. It's the concept of it is everything that God wanted to happen on earth actually happening on earth. So it's the same thing that Moses said. It's the same thing that David and Solomon enacted. It's the same thing that the um, that the prophets were calling Israel back to throughout a lot of their history. Prophets were like the crazy guys yelling at you, like, turn or burn, like, stop sucking at life. That's almost better. Usually wearing saying. a lot of fur, yeah. animal fur. Yeah, so they were the people saying, you need to be kind to one another kind of people. Um, again, it, we've talked about this before. The two major things in the prophets that are most talked about are the Sabbath and taking care of the poor. So take a day off and take care of the poor. Or some people point out that, the rich were making the poor work on the day off as well. So all they're still sudden, doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, the, the kingdom of heaven, <laughs> the, the sermon on the Mount is essentially the guidebook to how to be the kingdom of heaven, how to do it. Uh, and uh, the kingdom of heaven is what God wants enacted on earth. So that's where we are. And we are in chapter seven. Uh, we just talking about, talked about the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So let's pick up. All right. Uh, this one, again, we got the, I like the, wait, what are we using again? The NIV. NIV. They got like the chapter headers that says the narrow and wide gates. Yeah. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. The small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. This is yeah. so you just made an avatar reference last, last fucking episode. Yeah. And it's for me, I, I don't know. You probably sound like nerds, but I love Avatar. Yeah, but that sounds like a, not the like blue total, people. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Right, right, right. Clear. That's totally an av or like an Iro thing, like Uncle Iro. Yes. Like that sounds like some shit. I can hear it. Like see him sipping the tea and like saying that shit. That's awesome. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it is like <laughs> narrow is the yeah yeah yeah. That is it does sound like Iro. Um, I'm gonna do. We should do like a quiz where it's like Iro or Jesus. <laughs> like it's gonna it? go. It's gonna be pretty like. 
just put, oh, that'd be so great. Yeah. I'm going to figure out how to do this on our website. That's going to be the one thing that's going to be on it, like that's going to be updated in a year. Um. So, oh, yeah. So notice there is, uh, all right, so this next section that we're getting into uh, could see be seen as warnings versus blessings. So at the very beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, we started off with blessed are the blah, blah, blah. And then now we're ending with like warnings. Yeah. So it could be seen as like, ends a book ends to the to the the speech um also keeping in this in chapter seven once we got uh ended chapter six we got to chapter seven everything is in pairs so we've got a wide gate and a narrow gate and we're comparing those so that's what we're gonna be seeing in this section do you think this is this is completely random this is drunk chris talking but you said like narrow gate wide gate and like it i see like we're always talking about like patterns and these things with like um the chiastic structure did yeah. i say that right yes is, so does this play into that, or is this just Jesus being Jesus with his warnings? Like, is this just, um, or or is this like, and are there? I'm like throw like piling shit up on you here, like with Jesus talking or speaking and Matthew writing, would he be aware of these like chiastic structures Matthew, or, or, yes. or the way Jesus speaks? Would that be kind of a Jewish thing of like a uh, like a teacher? teaching with that is this like a or is this a specific jesus versus other um teachers no you, you are absolutely right on the first one okay you've got that figured out yeah so, this so is, it is a form of chiasm because he's doing the comparison you know narrow so it wide, could even be like a cultural thing like yeah. or, or with the teachers in that in judaism Ab- absolutely this okay is, cool he, he is building in a structure that they are familiar with listening cool. to this is not this is not mind-blowing yeah. Uh, all Jewish people speak like Uncle Uncle Iro. Apparently, <laughs> I like it. I love it. So, yeah. Um, so for us, we're like, oh, these these parables or these yeah. things Jesus says or these all these things, which are still amazing. But I guess within Judaism, it, like if you're a Jew hearing this, it's not going to sound like a guy like breaking new ground and being like, oh, this is fucking like crazy shit. It, yeah. It's basically Jesus up here, like you've heard this a thousand fucking times, like. I'm going to break it down simple for you. Do this, do this, and this will happen. Yeah, not, not, not to take away the specialness of Jesus. I know, we're, not, but, we're but, trying to do that, but... Um, but it, uh, if you believe that he is a prophet, he is repeating the same things that the prophets have been saying yeah. for centuries. It's just so um, funny, like all the times I've sat in church, it's like this whole thing of like, and then Jesus did this... It's yeah. always like presented as groundbreaking, and not again, not to discredit Jesus, but I guess if you look yeah. at the audience, we have the same thing in English. Um, ask not what you can, uh, your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Yeah, that's everybody's a like, yeah, 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 that, yeah, that, yeah. That is a chiasm. It's the same. It's the same structure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's not unheard of to speak in chiasms. Uh, yeah. the Book of Proverbs has a lot of chiasms where it's where it flips back and yeah. forth. Um, so yeah, you're you're. But even then, with him, on. like. It, it, sorry, so I started like brought in the chiasm thing, but even him with like the parables and the stories and him doing these like ideas of like, you know, like we were just talking last episode, like the wood in your eye and all that yeah. stuff. These are things that have been like from ages ago. Like yeah. he's just keeping it going. Like you guys know this. Yeah. And he, he you might guys put aren't him, doing this. You need to do. <laughs> he's taking ideas that exist. He might, he might put them together differently. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, when you watch movies, a lot of times like, okay, a superhero movie, there's some basic things that are going to be in a superhero movie, right. but it's changed a little bit. Or, um, I, it was Iron Man two or three was actually more of a, uh, espionage spy movie. Oh. Um, with like trading off. Anyways, the, the, I'm just examples of, um, 
what what are we going to do for specific movies? How are we going to do it? Okay, this you know Harry Potter movies. You've got the basis, and you put a little yeah. spin on it, or you put a little. I mean, Harry Potter's the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. They're all <laughs> mystery. They're all mystery movies, uh, mystery novels with um, magic. And I'm not knocking that. That's still a very fascinating thing. Like, yeah, like that that does do it. So Jesus has some elements, and he's taking them and, and working it's with like them. Christopher Nolan's Batman. Like he took away the nipples and made him a little more hardcore. Yeah, it's still the same Batman. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Don't <laughs> you so, remember the nipple suits? Oh no, I do remember that. That was, that was yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they Batman, don't need nipples. Robin. Oh, Batgirl. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was probably a good choice on the uh, costume department. <laughs> but uh, Batman and Robin. Anyone? George Clooney. Um, Nothing better than some bat nipples. Yeah. Uh. Anyways. Um, <laughs> the narrow wide gates. gates. Here uh, we go. Luke, I'm jumping uh, in. Uh, in Luke's um, explanation of this, he actually uses the word door. Not that you any of you care about this, but uh, John Bunyan, uh, a scholar, a writer, says he sees the gate as actually the beginning of a journey, not at the end of a place to come. So it's not like you're trying to finish your journey and go into the gate. It's like starting your journey. Uh, so in a way, this could be like um, opening like the journey of, OK, I'm going to teach you all this stuff. When you go and live the rest of your life, you're going through this narrow gate, hmm. choosing these teachings and things like that to guide you. So that could be a, a way of looking at it. Um, a wide gate uh, accommodates a crowd and those who follow the crowd. Not uh, It's not just that it's easier, but it's the it's where the masses go as well. Um, th- there may be this may be in an area in the first century Judaism where Pharisees were the majority. So linking the righteousness to surpassing the scribes and the Pharisees like. Don't go through the wide gate, go through the narrow gate. A harder path. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to take more devotion. It's going to be a pain in the ass. Yep. Yeah. And then some people have been like, oh, this reminds us of the the other Jesus phrase of uh, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than an, uh, a rich man to enter the kingdom kingdom of heaven. Whole different discussion. We'll have a podcast for that. But <laughs> um, so there's a early Christian writer, Clement of Alexander, who actually mixes them together and uh, in asking who is the rich man. Um, but there's actually no really, according to another scholar, Allison Davies, who I'm a little bit more favorable towards, he kind of, it's like, it's really, it's a stretch. Like you were trying to put those together. It's probably not yeah. true. So let's keep this. If you just keep that in mind, these are not connected. I don't know why I brought all that up for you guys. but Dude, did you ever see, there's this old fucking cartoon. And I remember me and another friend used to watch it when we were kids. Because he was another homeschooler, fellow yep. homeschooler. In fact, any of my homeschool friends listening, you've probably seen this cartoon. It's like old school, almost, I, I want to say G.I. Joe animation style, it, but it wasn't like, but Pilgrim's Progress. I, I only know that from reading Little Women. Sorry. No, but Sorry. it's this old, they, there, was a, okay. there was a cartoon that was made at some point in time. And somehow, like, somebody caught it on video VHS. Cause that's what you used to do is like record shit. Yeah. Or like buy VHS tape. And it was on there and it was pretty badass Cause it was like this, like, um, it was this cartoon that was very actiony. Like yeah. the dude like fought freaking these, some monsters and was like following that like narrow path, like the harder travel path. And like, there was some kind of Christian undertones to it. Yeah, but I can't remember what they were because all like we cared about was him fighting the monsters and like dodging all the trials and all this stuff to get to like the gates, I yeah. guess, like get to heaven or, or wherever he was going. It, again, it was so like 
awesomely animated like to kids that like I couldn't even remember what the fuck the point was but and again I'm so far removed and then I've got this drinking habit and there's some <laughs> other things but kids and some other shit but like I just popped in my head it was like something about the gate like don't do the like go for the narrow gate yeah. like it made me think of that like I'm, this dude took the pain in the ass narrow path and like had to fight all these things yeah I'll have to I'll have to do a YouTube like it's gonna be I'm gonna have to do that too I'm gonna have to do that yeah are you gonna put your son in front of that I mean oh yeah I mean good for you yeah I I, I turned out great yeah I'm like (laughs) the epitome of like upstanding citizen here yeah yeah so that's that's the parenting advice for uh, this episode is like passing out beers and skate parks (laughs) under the bridge (laughs) my son's at home all right. Uh, so many and few are both used to describe um, coming to salvation. This is probably just uh, fits the pattern of the rabbinic hyperbole. Um, basically, uh, it is relative for the point that they're trying to get across, like in this case. like So many and few are just like, I'm not, not to make, it's kind of like Donald Trump will say crazy stuff like, we're going to build the wall as high as the ceiling. Like, you, <laughs> sir, you sound a little drunk. <laughs> I he, am yeah, drunk. <laughs> he just like yells stuff out. So, I am drunk. Yeah. So anyways, that's the, that's the, the idea of like it, it, rabbinic hyperbole is not drunk rants, but like it's many few. I don't know. I'm just throwing out, throwing out really solid numbers here. <laughs> All right. So anyways, uh, yeah, go ahead and read, uh, read the rest of the passage. Would it be amazing? That would meet me as president, like doing the, like, press like addressing the press corps and they're like well you said this on your twitter feed the other day and my response would be like well i shouldn't be allowed to use fucking twitter after 10 o'clock <laughs> a.m <laughs> yeah because i'm usually drinking next question <laughs> um vote for chris uh <laughs> no do not do not i've got way too many skeletons floating around in those closets did we run for i think we're old enough we can run for president now don't you have to be 45 no 35? Something like that, yeah. I'm going to be 35 this month. Oh, shoot. Yep. Old right. old bones. So, 2024. <laughs> I don't want to be part of that fucking shit mess. That shit show. Yeah. All right, what am I reading? Oh, uh, shit. I think 15 through 20. <laughs> we just saw the the car while well, you're finding your place. Uh, the car just rolled up. Yeah, we're in the recording. office of our, our yeah. recording studio. Uh Oh, yeah, a tree and its fruit. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people... <laughs> We're going to come back to that. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. <laughs> um, For some reason, the wolves, yeah. by, by their fruit, you will recognize them. I just imagine, like, being down on the ground, like, verge of death, and this wolf runs up, and his nuts are just hanging in my face. <laughs> it's like, by your fruit, you will recognize them. And I'm just like, ah, I'm about to be eaten alive, and this wolf is fucking teabagging me. Like, that's what, that's what I can think is, like, somewhere between, like, the gray with Liam Neeson and, like, Freaking just getting teabagged by Ron Jeremy. Like, this terrible. <laughs> by their fruit, you will recognize them. Like, I get your fruits the fuck out of here and just kill me, wolf. That's, I don't know. Yeah, the yeah. Bible does weird things to me. Like, these these pictures. That's right. Like, I was talking to somebody the other day. I can't listen to books on tape. 
I have to read the book because like my mind's eye will like visualize like if I hear another person's voice, it'll mm-hmm. fuck everything up. Like it has to be like I imagine what their voices sound like. I imagine like the picture of what's going on. So like, but it it backfires on me when I'm reading things like Bible or or anything really because I'll I'll like they'll talk about you'll recognize the wolf by its fruit and I just imagine this big old like pit bull nutsack hanging off of it. And I'm pinned to the ground, and it's just like drooling on me. That's that's not the fruit they're talking about. I know, but but, I like, but yeah. that's what attacked me in my mind. <laughs> I feel I feel violent, violent right, right now, right? Which we're not sure if to blame the Bible or your imagination, but somewhere it's probably both, a little because I'm yeah. made in His image. Yeah, that is true. So, like, yeah, God knew that's what, he, what that's what He knew what He was doing. Yeah, God knew what He was doing when He was making you. Yeah, like, um. Sure. Uh, so not me, but he knew this writing would trigger me. Yeah. In the NIV. Yeah. You, many years later, it's his fault. You're triggered. That's his fault. So um, we could probably safely attach these false prophets or teachers to leading people. Stop knocking the on the door, Ryder. So Chris's children are back. You're gonna you're gonna <laughs> listen to him be uh be a parent. Um, a parent. A parent. Yeah. It's a parent <laughs> that they're back. Oh, you get the dad jokes. Uh-huh. Uh, Alright, uh, we could probably safely attach these false prophets or teachers to leading people in the broad gate, because he's saying go to the narrow gate, easy, and the many people are going to go through the broad gate. So the idea is that the um, false prophets are directing people towards the broad gate. Um, so the DDK, which we mentioned before, uh, talked about these uh, possibly... The DDK is what? It's the... Um, it's kind of like an early Christian handbook of like how to live a Christian life. Gotcha. It's the sort of thing. That's a really terrible explanation, but it will work for you for right now. Um, so now concerning the apostles and the prophets deal with them as, uh, as follows in accordance with the rule of the gospel, let every apostle who comes to you be welcomed as if he were the Lord, but he is not to stay for more than one day unless there is a need. So he's got to have a reason. He's like, I'm going to like crash. He's not, place. wait, so he's not allowed to stay for more than one day. One day yeah. So it's like, if but, he... but there might be extenuating circumstances where he can stay for two days. Ah, all right. So, um, so, so they're just sitting there waiting to kick him yeah. out. It's like, but if he stays for three days, he is a false prophet. Oh, so that was their like that it's was like their, watching the clock. Yeah, like, my work here is not yet done, but I'm gonna go stay with your neighbors for the next day. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be like you maybe bounce back and forth. Um, and uh, and when the apostle leaves, he is to take nothing except bread until he ends uh, his next night's uh, lodging. Uh, but if he asks for money, he's a false prophet. Oh, so that's like, a good indicator. Yeah, this is like a good way of like keeping everybody away from uh, trying to make money out of the Christian world. Like you're traveling around, you're like, okay, I'm going to come and speak and do like, I don't know what apostle stuff people do that. I don't know what early Christian leaders did, but they do their thing. But then like you, you'd stay at the house, get a meal, have a bed, but you'd be kicked out in the morning and they're like, okay, well, what do we give them? You can give them, a, you can give them some bread. And then don't give them anything else. But if they're asking for money, like, oh man, can you spare like twenty bucks? Because I, I'm gonna get some gas. Get the fuck out of here! Yes. <laughs> right now. Yep. You false prophet. Yes. Stab them a little bit on their way out, just so everybody knows. Everybody else knows they're a false, false prophet because yeah. they're bleeding everywhere. <laughs> that is the mark. Yeah. yeah. That's, you, yep. Um, he didn't wear his Christian T-shirt, so I stabbed him. <laughs> and he's got blood. All right, so um, so who are these false prophets that Jesus is talking about, particularly? Like, who are they talking about? Uh, it could be the Pharisees, which were that political group that had a lot of sway. Uh, religious, not political, religious political group. Remember, those things are combined. They're, but they were no, like a no religious separation of church and state. Yeah, 
so they're this religious group and they were um they were of the people they were a little bit uh they had their rules they're the ones who created the synagogue blah 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 so it could be the pharisees and so that's a lot of what um jesus has been saying is your righteous righteousness needs to exceed that of the scribes and pharisees so maybe he's referring to the pharisees as being those false prophets mm. uh, another one could be the gnostics uh, the Gnostics were an uh, an early version of Christianity that had the secret knowledge of God. Um, so they had like they were like, oh, okay, you you've heard this stuff about it, but you don't know like the real spiritual understanding of of it. So <laughs> the hipsters, yeah, yeah, they had a, uh, so they they have that. We talked about them in another podcast because I was so excited that um, uh, Castlevania that you got me hooked. Yes, hooked on it makes references to the Gnostic. Yeah, yeah, teaching. yeah. That uh, was crazy. That was season three. Season three. They're only at season three. Yeah. I just checked the other day the to Nazis. see if there's anything else going on. Uh, members that disregard with um, there's members uh, disagreed. So they're, they're members within the community that disagreed with the apostles' teaching. So Matthew's writing this at a time when uh, Christianity already has apostles and people being sent around. So apostles are. Um, so if I need to go somewhere but I can't make it, I could send you, Chris. I could be like, Chris, can you go represent me somewhere else? And you would be act on my behalf, and you would try and teach and act just like I would not like not pretend don't to be put me, that voodoo on me you wouldn't pretend to be me but you would try and do things and like and if somebody asked you hey what would Neil say about this you would say I think Neil would say this hmm. you would be my apostle in that situation I feel like I'd be a pretty decent apostle yeah not so, like because I'd be like I think he would do this but you gotta understand it's coming from me so yeah you just give a lot of caveats <laughs> so that, that that's what so think of apostles as people emissaries or sent as representatives uh, diplomats uh, in a way um, of 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 an individual's ideas. So Jesus would send his apostles. And what they, must we we do to be saved? Well, there's a wiener thing you have to do. Right, it's not going to be fun. That it involves this rusty knife that I keep in my back pocket just for this very circumstance. Yeah. Circumstance. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I like that. I didn't even. That wasn't even on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dad <laughs> life is treating me miserably. <laughs> Your jerk, your your jokes are definitely getting uh yeah worse worse. Um, <laughs> so it could be uh, another idea. Who these? Uh, somebody said they could be an anti-Roman zealot, and the anti-Roman zealots, the zealots were the guys that were like, we hate Rome, and you know, like let's shank a shank a Roman in the streets. Use the circum knife. The circum knife, yeah. But they were very much all about trying to like overthrow the government, not unlike some other people more recently. <laughs> <laughs> um Judeans uh oh by the way this is this is being recorded in the early part of 2021. <laughs> Historical reference timestamp timestamp yep. Uh Judeans this could also be the Judean uh prophets of the of the 60s not like the 1960s but like the 60s. Um so again Matthew's writing this later on. Remember that right like Matthew's not writing down exactly what Jesus is saying at right. that moment. He's writing it later on. Yeah. So maybe what Matthew's doing is referring to prophets that were uh, like the the kind of people like Turner and the world's gonna end. Like it was like it was like the twenty first of May people here in in America. A couple the of years sign ago. guys, yeah. Sign so, guys says a yeah. cool hip saying. Uh, it could be Simon Magus, Magus. I don't know Magus. I think uh, Simon the magician. And then uh, it could be the Jewish Messiah Bar Kochba, who's another guy that some people thought was the Messiah, not Jesus. Um, it could also be. Uh, maybe, maybe the warning, maybe Matthew wasn't a big fan of Paul and he's referring to the, uh, like the, the false prophets are the, is Paul, the apostle. The wrote a lot. Yeah. In all of his churches. Dang, a little infighting. Man. So yeah, there's, there, um, if you're not familiar with the new Testament, there are the four biographies of Jesus. You have an early church history and then you have a set of letters and not all of them, but many of the letters were written by Paul. 
uh, or uh, some of them were even possibly written by his own followers uh, in his name. Mm. So those uh, what could be Matthews is possibly combating Paul. That's that, that's another idea. Uh, the, it could be the Hellenistic antinomians. These are the the Greek people that don't like the law. So this would be um, those are the people. That, that, so maybe what Matthew's warning is against is beware of the false prophets that are going to tell you stop following the the 613 Old Testament laws. So that mm. maybe that's what he's saying. He's like eventually Matthew's worried about that. And then there's another saying that which is the opposite, and that is it's calling the false prophets are the like super Torah obedient, like non pork eating people that are coming in and they're, and he's warning against them. Like, don't like watch out for these people because they're going to pretend to be like followers of Jesus and pretend to be prophets, but they're actually going to be trying to get you back to the old mosaic way of living. So there's so many different interpretations of this section of what these false prophets can be. <laughs> um, we only thing that we do know about them is that they do call Jesus Lord showing that there is a respect and, and connection. Ah. So they do. They are within the community. They are within the the Jesus follower movement. They're not outside of it. Gotcha. Um, uh, so maybe there's something that could come in the future. So then we get into the whole concept of like, is this going to be end time stuff? Uh, but more likely, it's a current problem because the next section talks about those who claim prophecy in your name. So it doesn't like. Does that make sense? Like it doesn't. It, so for for Matthew's not probably not referring to something like thousands of years later. He's probably referring to something more recent. Hmm. Um, so, uh, also the concept of what about prophecy and like, what are, what do the Jewish people think about prophecy by at this point? Like, what, what do they take on prophet, um, prophets? Uh, later rabbinic teaching says that prophecy ended with Haggai, uh, Haggai uh, Zechariah and Malachi. And that's according to Bavli Sanhedrin 11a. Others said that it, uh, that it ended with the destruction of the temple. So that that's when 70 AD is when the temple is destroyed. And so that's when it ended. And that's what all prophecy ended. Um, I think that's the one they're talking about. It could also mean the original temple as well. I think I've heard that argument as well. Bavli, There's like, been two temples, right? Yes, yes. Okay. There was a temple that was built by Solomon, and then that was destroyed. And Who then, destroyed it? Uh, I think it, that was it. The, was all takeovers, Babylonians, right? Babylonians, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so then, then the, the, so the, the second temple the second would be Herod? Rome. Rome. Uh, I can't remember who. I want to say Herod built it. I'd have to go back and 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 get into that about exactly who built. So the second temple was built during Rome. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having this trouble remembering because I remember Nehemiah and uh, Ezra came back and just rebuilt Jerusalem. But I'm trying to remember who exactly built the temple or if they built it and then Herod added onto it. Well, who's ruling at that time? Dude, it kept switching up so oh, much. Oh, man. It was like because there, there was a while where um, the Babylonians still, the Persian Empire still ruled over it and they were there. Oh, with Xerxes? Yeah. yeah like so, hot Xerxes? Yeah, hot Xerxes. So there, there's always people there, and then the Jewish people were living there, but then the Greeks came through, and they were, and the Jewish people were having arguments with the Samaritans at the time because they came back. Of exile. course. So they were arguing over it, and then there was this whole thing where the Greeks came down, and they were like, the Greeks were going to join the Samaritans, and then they got to the Jewish people, and the Jewish people were like, hey, you know you should join us, and smash the Samaritans, so they did. <laughs> um, and So it's been this whole, like, across the border, yeah. like... Those poor Samaritans. And then eventually they threw the Jewish people threw off the the um uh, the, they had the Maccabean Revolution and then they ended up ruling on their own and then they were having trouble getting along with each other after the Maccabean Revolution. <laughs> so even then there was still yeah, like yeah. a conflict. And then they ended up uh then, then they said, Could we get some help? And they asked Rome, Would you mind helping us out? And Rome said, Heck yes, we will help you out. 
Use we will th- absolutely invade you. I mean, help you out. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, yeah so, <laughs> Rule you. I mean, help you. Yeah. So that's that's what that was their solution. Is that they're like, <laughs> all right, we're in charge. Um, Damn it. Yeah. So then the, uh, and then um, this also may be a way of guard. Uh, but these these ideas of saying that the um, the prophecy ended also may be a way of guarding against the idea that Christians coming around saying that the Holy Spirit is on our side now. Kind of like the Holy Spirit's with us. We've got the real prophets, and it might be a way of being like. No prophecy ended here at this date. Ah. So they're trying to create a hard line. So it could be in uh, response to that. Um, so in the Tanakh, uh, the test of a prophet is twofold. If his prophecy comes true, i.e. gives a sign or wonder, uh, and then he leads the people to idolatry, then he is to be regarded as a false prophet and put to death. Or if his po- prophecy did not come true, he is to be disregarded. So basically the thing is um, you – you need you have a couple things going on for if you are going to be a prophet. Number one, uh, whatever you say has to come true. So let's start with that. that. That's yeah, yeah obviously step yeah. one. Uh, and and part of it is is interesting when you uh, look at it because uh, if I tell you like the world's going to end and that's my only prophecy, you're gonna be like, okay, we got to wait till the world ends to find out. If yeah, for real. Like, that doesn't make any sense. That's a cop out. Like, yeah, yeah. So usually um, every time there's a prophecy, there's a small sign. That that indicates that the big sign is going to come about. Yeah. So we talked about with Zechariah earlier, uh, uh, back in our Christmas special, we talked about how him becoming deaf or mute could be the small sign to ensure that the big sign is going to come true that he's going to have a child. Mary was told when she asks about it, her small sign is seeing that Elizabeth is pregnant. So like, it's that little thing where it's like it's like oh shit yeah like like you're kind of like okay cool that's awesome okay, and I mean, then when a little thing you're like oh. Oh, so, oh, this is real. Like, so that, <laughs> kind yeah. of that wake up like, oh, this is no joke. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so, so so generally in prophet, uh, prophecy in the Bible, you, you're going to see a, a twofold thing. of. Um, uh, the, I think we've talked about this before. Uh, you need to name a sign. I don't. The king's like, I don't want to name a sign. Fine. When that virgin, who's naturally going to become <clears throat> pregnant eventually one day, then that, like, point to a specific girl. Yeah. So, like, the right uh, answer would have been to, like, lock her up and, like, send her off to the nunnery. <laughs> Stop this <laughs> the I don't know, but um, anyways, so so like these are the you have a small sign that indicates the larger sign, and then the other thing is you have to make sure that you follow the the Torah, the 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 commandments. Yeah, that's one of the things that that comes up over and over again in the stories of Jesus is they try and trip him up because if he ever speaks or teaches against the Torah, against the commandments, then he has to be disregarded as a prophet. He can't actually. So everything's null and void. Yeah, like, because he's he's directing people away from yeah. the, the law. Um, so the bad tree, uh, we talked mentioned earlier, it might be one that wasn't cared for. So it's like the bad tree is bearing fruit because it wasn't cared for. It wasn't tended. It wasn't given the need. Yeah. That's why it's bearing bad fruit. Uh, some early Christians saw this as a denial of free will that like the, these, these, um, uh, the tree is going to bear the fruit it's going to bear no matter what you do. So there's nothing you like God has already decided if Chris, you're going to be a good person and me, I'm going to be a terrible person. Like God's already made those decisions. Therefore, that's it, and that's uh, proof for that. Um, so concerning the grapes and figs, the thorns and thistles, you uh, need to live a, a righteous life before God. Uh, there's one historian, Mark Moore, attached to the idea to plants and growth, showing the false prophets grows up within a community. Uh, and that does fit with Matthew. One of the themes that we're going to see in Matthew or uh, common occurrences is that you will have bad stuff within the good stuff. So he'll be talking about, like, the kingdom of heaven, all this good stuff, but it's also going to have bad stuff and mixing in as well. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll talk when we get to those passages, we'll talk a bit further about that. So you're just going to be a little confused on that for a little bit longer. And <laughs> uh, then we have uh, Gehenna versus uh, 
the kind of the, the we talked annihilation versus stuff when we talked about the blood rivers in Gehenna earlier. I won't so, worry about this. Anyway, so that's that's an early <laughs> podcast. If you listen to these in order, you should uh, you'll remember that uh, that one. So sorry, we're trying to rush through this. Um, <laughs> but I, anyways, I really hope you guys enjoyed this one and that it helped you kind of understand a little bit more on the different interpretations on false prophets as well as the narrow wide gates and uh, check out Pilgrim's Promise, I guess. is what we're Progress. 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 Pilgrim's Progress. Progress. I'm going to have to go look that up. I'm sure I'm sure some like freaking hardcore like old school so I didn't, I didn't homeschool know. teacher or something put that up there. I didn't know anything about it other than reading in Little Women. If I find it. So is that a story? I, think I don't it's a story. know. I, I I've got to research this. Yeah, we're gonna. I got to research this, but I, I, if I find it, I'm gonna send it to you, and you can properly disperse it to wherever. Okay. But I'm gonna try and find the thing that I saw. Like I'm gonna search it on YouTube tonight and send it to you. Can we, can we put like a link of that, like in our, on our Instagram or something? Probably. All well, right. maybe. I got. I, I got to figure that out. But we'll we'll, we'll try to do that. Yeah. So. Anyways, as always, thanks for listening. Um. It, you know, subscribe, uh, comment. Uh, we're out here. We're real people. Yeah. At least Neil is. I'm evil. Yes. But, you know. We've determined that. The Bible <laughs> said so. Because the, the Bible tells me so. My writer's been walking around singing that. Because the Bible tells me so. Where did he learn that? From freaking preschool. Okay, because we don't do that at our church. Yeah, I know. That's, our- yeah, I sent him to some, like, I sent him to a Baptist preschool because it's a great Place. Yeah, I I like how we just told everybody like our church sucks. We don't do anything like we don't no. Our, our church ch- is awesome. Yeah, our church. Is, like, like, we don't educate our children. They're I don't want to give them a shout out because I don't want to like have them like. <laughs> unfortunately, like they're they are linked to us. Like if you go and research it, because they're amazing people in an yeah. amazing community. But I'm not yeah. gonna like blast them just I, to, yeah just in case somebody ever tries to attack me or CPS comes after me and tries to take my kids or anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I do love. Uh, yeah, we we. I don't know why we're telling people, but we like our church. They seem to like us. They put up with us. They leave us unsupervised. Uh, Thanks again, guys. Uh, We'll catch you next time. See you.